Here at Gays Talking Straight, we care about your overall health and well-being. We are not medical experts or healthcare professionals. Nothing we say should be construed as medical advice. If you have questions or concerns about your health or well-being, please contact your healthcare provider. Welcome to Gays Talking Straight. I'm your host, Richard Lamberti. I'm here with Sean and Robert Mundyshine. Welcome. And congratulations on your recent nuptials. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here today. So we know each other through the Orlando Gay Chorus, and that's been... How long have you been with the chorus now? For about four and a half years. Yeah, so about about five years-ish that we've known each other, and then I've known you through him. Yes. So again, thank you for coming. Of course. I want to talk to you about your relationship. And so if you will take us back to the beginning and just kind of tell us the story, how you met, you know, what, what happened that you ended up being this wonderful married couple. So we have two different, completely different online dating stories. Uh, For me, it was my roommates happened to be starting a profile. They were talking about all the questions and I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds fun. Let me do this for, for laugh's sake. What, what uh, online service? So this was OkCupid. Okay. And uh, I liked it because there were a lot of questions, got to learn a lot about different people. Uh, so I answered, I don't know, 100 questions. I talked to maybe seven people, went on one date, and that was Robert. Oh, wow. I, on the other hand, um, I was in college, um, and I was encouraged uh, by an ex to use OkCupid. Um, so I was like, okay, let me give this a try. Um, so I, every day after school, I would just jump on the computer and explore the internet. Um, I spoke to about 700 people. Um, I answered about 1,200 questions, and I went on seven dates. He was number seven. Um, so we have very different um, stories and how... So basically, yeah. you used the same tool, Correct. but you know, you were kind of a hundred questions was enough. And yeah. It's like, give me more. How many more questions <laughs> could I answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So, who asked who out? Gosh, we had talked for a while, and our schedules kept not yeah. matching. Like, I went on a vacation, then he went on a vacation, yeah. um, and I think we were just—I don't remember who made the first move of like, let's actually meet. Let's do this. Do you remember? Uh, I believe it was you. Uh, you recommended us to go to the breakfast place. Yeah, I really like that place. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we, we decided to meet up, and we went for breakfast, and we had a lovely time. Uh, I think you should tell them about your first impression of me, which is um, quite fun. I did not think he was gay. Okay. I'm like, Even you're going on a, on a date, date with me. Yeah. You had a picture of me. <laughs> I just I find it funny. And, I don't know. But, um, uh, breakfast went well. Uh, we it wasn't awkward. Um, it just everything flowed. Um, just from the conversation that we had, it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't really feel like a date. It felt like I've known him for a lot, for like a lot longer than. But you had had a chance to, like, chat yeah. online. Had yeah. you talked on the phone? 
I don't believe so. I don't think we did. I okay. think we went right from online to meeting yeah. in person. Okay. Um, but we did talk about a lot. So, but somehow we had more to talk about. Correct. And even so, we left breakfast and we were like, um, what are you doing? Well, yeah. I'm not doing anything. What are you yeah. doing? We ended up spending 13 hours oh on our first date <laughs> together. And we ended up just walking all up and down Chicago for hours and hours, having lunch, having dinner. Our friends thought we were murdered. Yeah. It was great. I think I even blew off yeah. some friends' plans and they were like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm still on a date and it's still going well. They're all like, what? That's wow. crazy. Wow, that's yeah. really amazing. So your, your first date was really like your first, second, third, fourth, fifth date. Correct. Yes, and the first month was like the first year because I think we saw each other. I was, I'm a teacher, so I was on yeah. break from school and you were on break from school yeah. from, in college. So we just hung out for like yeah. a month straight, like 24 wow. seven. It was intense, but somehow we're still here. <laughs> well, but you know, sometimes that works that, that intensity of experience can create an intimacy. One of the things they talk about is that relatedness takes time, but it doesn't necessarily have to take time over a long period of time. Mm -hmm you know, 50 hours to have a sense that you actually know somebody like the level of acquaintance, you know, 200 hours to actually think of somebody that you know them well. And that's kind of like why things like Survivor and that thing that's intense periods of time spent together can result in meaningful relatedness for people. It's kind of what you're describing. Mm -hmm. You spent a month spending pretty much as much time as you could together. Okay. Somewhere in there, you kind of, you know, yeah. Went from just having breakfast and walking the streets <laughs> to, you know, physicalizing yeah. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Of course. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, kind of the point at some point. Right? And obviously that worked well too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Who, who was the first one to go, wow, this, this is what I want. Do you know? Um, from what I remember, it was you. Because you were like, oh, I think, I think I'm ready for this. Like, I think you were kind of on the fence and kind of if you wanted this relationship to go on or not. So I think it was you, but. Right. So I think yeah. it was my decision that was yeah. like, okay, like this is moving forward. Yeah. Whereas you were like, I'm in, like, right. let's do this. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Let me see. Let me figure out a few things first. And then I think so from you, there. So you were was... sure about him Correct. and waiting for him to, to decide that it was going to move forward. Okay, Correct. great. Yeah. That's, yeah. I should have asked yeah. the question a little better, right? <laughs> no, Who was sure? Right? <laughs> so, yeah. So you, you knew. I did. And then you were waiting for him. Correct. Okay. <laughs> and then at some point you were like, yeah, yeah. this is going to work for me. Mm -hmm. Right. How so? Then that became a relationship. Yep. So you had this relationship, Correct. and you were up mm -hmm. in Chicago. Yeah, and then you moved. Yes. How long into the relationship before you moved to Orlando? So uh, we actually were able to move in together in Chicago, which was a actually year after we met. Yeah. And then shortly after that, actually, we were planning a housewarming party, yeah. which turned into a surprise engagement party where I popped the question to Robert. Yeah. Um, and then it was four years after that when we actually got married. Um, and just how long after we moved in together in Chicago to when we moved to Orlando? It was a year later. 
So about two years after meeting, Correct. we decided to move, take this big move to Orlando, Correct. away from all your family. A bit another big move for me from coming from New York to Chicago to Orlando. Correct. Okay. So, okay. So just to, to clarify, you, you match. You spent the month together. You both are in. Mm-hmm. And then how long before that? Before you got the moved in together? So after after that month. When did you move in together? How long? So, like, by the end of that year. Correct. Okay. So, yeah. a few months later, yeah. six months later. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and then a year after that, you're in Orlando. Correct. And that is able to both find work here and make that work. Correct. Which yeah. is a tricky thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the challenges that couples face, and straight couples have to deal with this, too, Unfortunately, there's a lot of gay couples who it's like, oh, that's not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And it was nice knowing you. Yeah. But the two of you decided to make that work. Mm-hmm. That's a really powerful statement in and of itself. Yeah. That's a, that's something that, you know, when the tough, when the going gets tough, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the tough get going too often. Of course. Yeah. So that, you know, that, that speaks a great deal to me about how you value each other in your lives. Mm-hmm. It's really wonderful. And then, you got to Orlando, and it was a very long engagement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. So why that long engagement? What kept you from getting married? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw him under the Oh, yes, now. absolutely, 100%. <laughs> so it, it was me. Um, okay. I was very hesitant to get married. Um, the reason why was marriage is extremely expensive, um, and I'm, I, I would say I'm a pretty financial, uh, sound person. Um, conservative financially. Correct. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, I definitely want to make sure we could afford this before it happens. Well, I mean, marriage doesn't have to be expensive. Correct. Right. But you had a vision for what mm-hmm. you wanted your wedding to look like. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And, and so we knew we would, yeah. we wanted a lot of people there. So we knew that that would cost money. Correct. Um, and I feel like, you know, your main concern, like it wasn't anything else as far as I know, at least not for me, except for the money. Correct. So, right. We, we knew we wanted to get married. Yeah. Prudent. Just yeah. being yeah. prudent about the finances. Correct. Exactly. Which is again, one of these things, a lot of people, straight mm-hmm. people and also they spend the money whether they have it or not. Right. And it doesn't necessarily work. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually studies that look at the correlation between how much was spent on the wedding and the likelihood of its failure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the more you spend, the more likely it is to fail, which is this interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you got married in the fall. Mm-hmm. This is just 2019. Yep. November yeah. 2019. Yeah. So not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had your wonderful cruise honeymoon. Yes. And thank goodness that happened when it did. Right. Because now would be not the time to go cruising. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, marriage is this really significant commitment. It is a public statement. A public commitment. It's also a legal commitment. Mm-hmm. You have created this thing that binds you together legally and in the eyes of people in a significant way. Mm-hmm. Uh, gay people fought for the right for marriage. We fought hard for it. And one of the things that's happened is that the divorce rate amongst gay couples is pretty darn high. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet what I know about the two of you is that, you know, you have this really solid relationship and what would you say 
to young gay men, to other couples. When is it the right choice to get married? And when should they maybe wait or maybe, you know, no, maybe marriage isn't, marriage isn't the right choice for everybody. Mm-hmm. What do you want to tell people about that? I mean, one thing that I noticed was moving in together was a big ordeal. It was a big step for us. And you really learn a lot more about a person after you move in together um, because you have to learn about their daily habits. You learn about how do they do laundry? When do they do laundry? Do they do laundry? Um, and I think I learned a great deal about Robert and it was a completely different experience from just dating someone and knowing them from the outside as opposed to spending all your time with them in a confined space together. Um, and I think that that really solidified for me a lot of the thoughts that I had of like, this is what I want. This is what I imagine a family can be. Um, you know, growing up with lots of role models and lots of uh, situations where I'm like, okay, this is what I envision family to be. And that's where I saw it was in the home. And that's when I realized that marriage was important for me and Robert. One of the things that I talk about a lot is, you know, great relationships have a foundation of shared values. Mm -hmm. And values aren't something that you talk about. Values are something you experience. Mm -hmm. And I actually advise people to to have dates where they do things like go shopping together, Mm -hmm. do laundry together, do do chores together, so that you can see at a very practical level, how is life with this person going to be on a day-to-day basis? Mm -hmm. So... You discovered that, and it worked. Mm -hmm. So you have that foundation of shared values, and you have a level of compatibility or willingness to to have enough room for each other to be in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's going to be the I don't like the way you do this, but it's not so bad you can't stand it. It's not going to be the argument at the end of every day. Of course, Yeah. yeah. What about you? I think that also moving from one state to another was kind of like a test on its own mm-hmm. um, for both of us and how we both dealt with the change from Chicago to Florida. Um, well, but that, that tests anybody's relationship, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you have new place to live, creating new relationships, yeah. new friendships, getting involved right. in new things, both having new jobs. Mm-hmm. All of that, all of those things are stressors. Of course. Mm-hmm. And yet your relationship was powerful enough, strong enough that you made that work. And I'm sure there were some difficult days, <laughs> but that foundation of shared values, that ability to have spent the time to get to know each other Mm -hmm. that gave you enough to deal with those stressors that end a lot of relationships Mm -hmm. who shouldn't get married i've been thinking about this a lot and i mean obviously as a married person i don't know that i have the right to tell anyone that they shouldn't get married but i could see situations where um you know if you don't know the person well enough, or if there's not a trust or an open communication of what, um, you know, what we, we feel, those shared things that we have in common. Um, I feel like if there's not that trust and open communication, then that's a hard foundation to build a marriage upon. 
Um, and I know some people just say that they're not the marriage type. Um, you know, they don't care about the rights. They don't care about the public statement. I mean, I know a lot of people that have not gotten married and they've been together for many, many years and, and that worked for them because they don't care about the title. Um, for me, I know that I really, I was astonished when it became legal because for most of my life, I didn't think I would ever get married, especially growing up in the Catholic church. I knew that and still will not be anything in the near future for us. But having that ability to get married was very important to me. Um, and I knew that as soon as it happened, I'm like, oh, this is something that I can do. And it's something that I can do with Robert. So you wanted it. I did. I wanted And you it. wanted to be married. Correct. Okay. Um, I, I definitely wanted to get married. I just never, never planned on it when it growing up. So I feel like in our relationship, it kind of just led to marriage. Um, we talked about it, but things just worked out in a way that marriage just kind of... It was a natural conclusion right. to your relatedness. Right. Mm -hmm. Is there such a thing as getting married for the wrong reasons? I believe so. Um, I believe that there should be a connection... There should be, uh, there should be interest. Um, I think that if you're not doing it for the value of both people, maybe just for like one person, or you're not thinking about the impact that it can have on both people, then maybe that would be. Okay. So don't talk somebody into it. Correct. Yeah. And making that commitment being sure you want to live that commitment because mm -hmm. there's a lot of commitments Correct. you can live. Right. right. Absolutely. So marriage is a particular set of commitments. Did you write your own vows? We did not. No. So we chose more traditional vows. Um, we thought it would be interesting for our family to hear yeah. more traditional vows because they have a more traditional upbringing. Um, but we shared in other ways, other yeah. little rituals and okay. things that we were able to so you right, had the support of your family. Yes. That's awesome. So we both did. And that, that, that was huge. It was. And I think that's, that was another thing that helped with us going towards marriage was knowing that we had that support so that if things got rough, we always had an outlet to not only with each other, but yeah. with our families to reach out. That's one of the important things about vows in general. Mm -hmm. Vows are taken in public. And they're witnessed because part of the request is mm -hmm. the people that witness those vows are supposed to be there to help you keep them when the going gets rough. Mm -hmm. And not having any kind of commitment and certainly not having the community to support you in the fulfillment of those vows. You know, we're human. We're going to have our bad days and, and we're going to experience that kind of stress. Having somebody around that say, wait a minute, you made a promise. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to keep it. Yeah. That's a really powerful thing. I'm very happy for both of you. Thank I'm you. glad that you have that family support. I hope that you have that kind of community support. Mm -hmm. I know you do in the chorus. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Anything else that you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Well, thank you again. Thank you for sharing your story. And I, I look forward to seeing you together for many, many years to come. I hope your marriage long outlives me. <laughs> thank you, Richard. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Gays Talking Straight. Special thanks to our guests, Sean and Robert Mundyshine. You can find our videos at www.youtube.com slash gaystalkingstraight. That's S-T-R number 8. Gays Talking Straight is recorded at Timaqua in Orlando, Florida. www.timacua.com. Timaqua, where they've been making art since 2000. Our executive producer is Judy Wallace, directed by Raphael Pignon. Video and audio by Benoit Glazer, who also wrote and performed our theme music. Our social media manager is Nathaniel Butler. Sabah O is our researcher and floor manager. I'm your host, Richard Lamberti. Thank you for being a part of Gays Talking Straight.